Welcome to the Arcane Academy, the official podcast of Magus Books and Herbs. Class is now in session. Please welcome your hosts, Marcus K. Ironwood and Liz Johnson. everyone, and welcome back to the Arcane Academy podcast. This is your host, Marcus K. Ironwood. I'm coming to you today, mid-April 2019, uh, which is a little bit later than I was hoping. It got kind of busy uh, in my life with some stuff at Megas, and snow in Minnesota is a hindrance for many things, (laughs) as well as preparing for the convention Paganicon, which is held every year here around the vernal equinox uh, and then I took some time off of work and some other projects and to celebrate my birthday and just kind of have some downtime. Uh, I did want to say if you've never been to Paganicon, I highly recommend it. I've gone the last three years and every year I have a fantastic time. There is a big vendor room where Megas Books as well as a number of other local shops and creators uh, selling everything from incense to oils to pottery to paintings, uh, jewelry. It's a fantastic time. There's also workshops and panels, uh, of which I actually hosted my first panel this last time. Um, It was about uh, paganism and uh, an LGBTQ plus experience, uh, which was very well received and a very humbling experience for me personally. Uh, it's also it just had a fantastic time hanging out in the vendor room and you know partying at night and uh, just enjoying the the community that really comes and builds this fantastic convention yeah if you again if you haven't gone i highly recommend it uh next year will be the 10th anniversary so it's going to be even bigger um which actually leads me into uh, some news about the podcast. I did conduct several interviews while at Paganicon this year, uh, one of which you'll be hearing today with uh, Laura Tempest-Zakroff. Uh, if you don't know who she is, uh, she's an author, a, a artist, a dancer, a... Uh, gosh, what doesn't she do? Uh, she's a fantastic human being, uh, graphic designer, and uh, it was a, a great pleasure uh, to hang out with her during the convention last month uh, and Nathaniel when at the, the in the vendor room. It, during our interview, Tempest and I got into her new book, Weave the Liminal, A Living Modern Traditional Witchcraft, uh, as well as some of her other future po- projects. Uh, I highly, highly recommend all of her writing. Uh, if you haven't read it, it is very inspirational and poignant. Um, she talks a lot about different issues impacting the world and in specific our pagan and witch communities. Um, it's ins- inspirational, but also leaves you feeling very grounded, which I find extremely refreshing. Um, so with that being said, I leave you in the hands of myself and Laura Tempest-Sackroff. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Arcane Academy podcast. I have uh, Laura Tempest-Zarcroft in the studio again today here at Paganicon 2019. Oh, my God, it's 2019. It's 2019. Oh, it has happened. We are, he- we are here in the future. 
The future is now. The future is now. The yes. future is now. People will be listening to this in the future. All the way, I had a, a, a listener hear this all the way in Seattle, which it not surprising. Like, I mean, this goes out all around the world, but they were inspired by the previous podcast on um, the recovery group to start uh, a left-hand path recovery group of their own. It gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. It's inspiring people. It's informing. It's, it, it's a, it's a real nice tingly feeling when I'm like, I'm stressed and everything, and oh, you need me to volunteer real quick? Sure, I can do that. You can do all the. <laughs> things. I can do all the things, and I did. Now you're here. Yes. And you're doing all the things. Oh my God, yes. You are doing all the things. You came out with a, uh, a new book this year. Mm-hmm. It's doing very well, I hear, and I've really liked it. A- and people, it we can't keep it in the shelves at the at Magus Books and Herbs. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. And and uh, another Tempest book can't keep on the shelves. Strange. It's it's like there's witchcraft involved or something. <laughs> Magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put a spell on the book. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I really wish I was that organized. It's like the person who asked me uh, when I was doing Sigil Witchery, one of the tours, she's like, did you do a, a tour sigil? I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. I should do that. Uh, no, but I didn't. Maybe this time you will? Yeah. Maybe a, ho- uh, a moving sigil. I, I you should. said you were moving across country. Yes. That's a um, big endeavor. And I, I'm in the state where I've just been in the thinking process, but I haven't broken out the big guns yet. Yeah. And uh, it's almost time for that. I figured... You don't want to break them out too early. Mm-hmm. You just want to make sure you're in the right spot. And you're like, okay, I have researched my possibilities. Now. Now I'll burn some shit. You can curse. This oh, is I can curse. This is the internet. Oh, this is the yeah. Thank you, internet. You, you are welcome to say pretty much whatever you want on here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Yay. Yay. It, it's great, though. That's exciting. So for those who don't know about Weave the Liminal, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you give a little rundown of, of this fabulous new book? All right. So Weave the Liminal is the, the book that I wish I had over 20 years ago uh, when I first started on this path. And uh, so it's about living modern traditional witchcraft, which isn't specifically a tradition, but crafting an authentic tradition for yourself. What is your authentic practice? And we look at uh, what I call rites, R-I-T-E-S, which is your roots, your inspiration, your time is in your schedule, your environment, and STAR, which is uh, your guiding system for how you put it together. And so it's for anybody of any background, living anywhere, to put together something. Um, you know, when we think about, especially in the 90s, of the word eclectic. You know, it's sort of mean like, oh, you're grabbing this and that willy-nilly. And this is looking at... How would you curate these things? How do you put these things together in a way that's meaningful for you? Because it has to be satisfying for you, not for anybody else. Nice. Yeah, I really uh, I latched onto that rights um, portion or that that format, mm-hmm. and you it I made a I make magical oils <laughs> for those who don't don't know. Oh, this Ooh. is the oh this is the inauguration of Swamp Witch Stephanie <gasps> on the podcast. Either way, I, I uh, <laughs> shameless plug on my own podcast. What? Why not? Why not? I made a mercury, uh, an oil for mercury, because mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and a lot of what I was seeing online, this latest mercury retrograde, was like crazy. I mean, we've got planes falling out of the sky. We've got Instagram going down. Like, I mean, you, from horrible bad to just my own inconvenience, I was like, I've got time. So I went to what I consider my roots, which are is very much the Western or uh, occult tradition. So I mm-hmm. broke out Agrippa and the um, an essay on the uh, Heranian Sabians and kind of pulled from those um, herbs 
from those traditions and the timing was perfect because it was a wednesday night and i'm like okay this is actually working really well made that and gave it out to a few of my friends posted it on instagram and like it has the most likes so i'm i'm rocking it i'm following your format tempest yeah making magic happen in the world yeah do the thing and it doesn't it didn't have to be this huge elaborate um timing thing it just is like you were saying kind of like pulling from what you already have and that's already meaningful for you you know those books i know are on my shelf or those oils are already in my basement my friends are already around me how can i be of help which is a big, very big part of my spiritual tradition oh, yeah. is how can I help? Pulling on resources and manifesting the things because the power is within or it's at your fingertips. So, yeah, it, I, it is. It's right there. <laughs> right there. You can touch it. You can touch it. You can smell it. You can taste it. Yes. Be in your body. And that's kind of one of my, my future projects is really focusing on what is embodied witchcraft as well. You know, as we've gone from this time where, especially like the 60s and the 70s, you know, sort of hippie-ish, and we're like, we're new, woohoo, we're like reclaiming the body after like the 50s, and, you know, and drugs, and all of this different stuff, and then we went super academic, like post the 90s, we're like, oh no. Cite your sources. <laughs> yeah, everything has to be cited, everything has to be really important, everybody has to have a grandmother. Um, <laughs> I, oh I think everyone God. does have a grandmother, I could be wrong. <laughs> it could be wrong, uh, yeah, everyone had a grandmother who practiced witchcraft, yeah. which is totally fine if you did, that's totally yeah. cool. Uh, but you know, that sense of like trying to push authenticity versus being like, it doesn't matter if your grandmother practiced witchcraft or was a good Catholic or, you know, an atheist, who knows, or Buddhist, who who knows who your grandmother was. But right now, you know, what are you doing? And are you being present in your body? You know, because we have so many thousands of years, technically at least two, three thousand years of being like, your body is not sacred and uh, God doesn't live here in your body. It's you know, only in church on these certain days and then you know, if you do these things and maybe you'll be in the good graces. Like, no, you you are God. You are here right now. You can make you can make again shit happen. You can make shit happen. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. That's well that's why I'm here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh no, it's all it's all good. I love it. So the, the funny thing is, um, you know, so I was writing this for past me, and at the same time thinking, okay, this will be helpful for people who are starting off on their path, and the amount of people who have been practicing for 15, 20, 30 years and have been picking the book up and be like, this has revitalized my practice. This is, I'm like, this, that's amazing. That's great. You know, so you, if there's so many people who are like, well, I've been doing this long enough, and whatever i know all the things which mm-hmm. you know as soon as you know you say that you know all the things you know nothing, nothing. yeah uh, but it's been really exciting to have like people who've been practicing even longer than i have be like this this is what i feel like i needed this is what my baby witch inside me needed and this is you know really helpful you know compared to it's not really a one-on-one book it's really not it's really not you you have some of that standard 101 stuff in there there's a little uh herbal section there's a little bit of you know like oh here's what some sabbats are here's some suggestions there's a little bit of that one about but it's i wouldn't classify it as your standard witchcraft 101 uh, it is because it's not set up of these are all the things you need to do yeah. like practice this ritual and do this spell and do this thing and especially with um the the second chapter so i'm doing a study group online on my facebook group which is like three four hundred people and we're just going by section by section and i got to we just got to chapter two and i'm reading you know who or what is a witch 
over people read that and go i know what a witch is of course this is stupid like so basic but it's not because if you read most 101 books they don't really explain what a witch is they don't go into how the terminology has come into being in the last 50, 60 years. They don't look at, is this a vocation? Is it a religion? Is this a practice? Uh, what are all these myths that we talked about? Witch blood, you know, and oh, the, yeah, wa the watchers, that. all these different things. It's like, why are these things just passed along without anybody explaining how or why they've come to be? And to me, that's not very 101 when you start going into the why. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that I, I, I definitely, when I was reading the book that I picked up on, was, um, you know, really claiming that identity as a witch, and however you come by that, mm -hmm. whether that's your grandma, whether that's your witch blood, whether that's, I woke up this morning and, God damn it, I'm a witch. I woke up as a witch. I woke up as a witch. I just, you, you have that internal feeling of, like, I can make magic. I can put stuff in a thing. And change it. And change it. Yeah. And change the world around me. Um, yeah, I, that just kind of stuck with me to this kind of like, what is a witch and how we go about that. And, uh, I've been seeing more, uh, conversation in the witch community a lot, uh, uh recently mm -hmm. around where, which, you know, where that comes from, where, you know, where we get, uh, that I, where did that identity of a witch comes from and everything. And, uh, showed up in some witchcraft training that I'm doing right now, uh, with, I'm doing the Black Rose witchcraft. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is very 101. And as someone who's been mm -hmm. <laughs> in the community for going on over a decade it's now. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute since my first. Hot decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> book from the nineties. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, but it's, it's, it's very interesting to go back and go, okay, you know, to go through that and re-examine wh why do I call myself a witch? How do I get there? Um, I think your book really, in that second chapter, allows people to answer that for themselves and gives them that power. Yeah, because you really have to figure out well, how does it relate to you, not you know what are these labels that are people are applying to you. And that is one of the most important things right now is, oh, you're a witch. Yeah, well, this is what I do. And people can't argue with it if you can explain it in a concrete way. Mm -hmm. Not that it really matters what other people think, but especially in the society where we're, we're you know, doing everything online, right? Doing everything on YouTube, everything's being seen. It creates a sort of, you know, that different kind of third eye. Would that be the fourth eye, the fifth eye? Fourth you know, wall. The fourth wall, <laughs> yeah. you know, that like the fourth wall is watching you right yeah. now. I mean, it is. Um, yeah, we've got, you know, all, all of our social media. Yeah. All of our friends and their friends and the connections. And, you know, there's people who listen to this podcast that I have no idea who they are. But they're going to be like, who are you? Who people? are you? Why do, why do I have the authority to host a podcast on the <laughs> arcane magics of our modern whatever? Um, you have the microphones. I have the microphones. You have the technology. You can make it happen. Yay! Yay! Um, but that, that alone doesn't make me a witch. I think there's several other things that happen there. Mostly a rejection of the hierarchy and blah, 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 and something about Abraham. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, your book is fantastic, and I'm I'm happy to have it on the shelves and see it selling just as well as um, uh, impacting people's lives just as much as your other ones have. Such a witchcraft, uh, excuse me, <laughs> such a witchery, uh, was the number one bestseller in Magus last year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, ah! yeah, just behind Queer Magic. Uh, ah. Yeah, it was neck and neck pretty much all year long. So 
Congratulations. Like Elder Thomas. Yeah. Get out of my way. What's going on? Yeah. No, it, it's... We could combine. We could have queer sigil witcher. Oh, actually, I think my books already covers the queer part. So. A little bit, yeah. A little mm. bit. Mm. Another reason I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so good. Um, but you have a Oracle deck yes. in the future. Yes, in the very near future, though I don't know, I don't quite know the official release yet. Uh, but that's been sort of the, if I had a dollar for every time, someone's like, have you ever thought about doing an Oracle Tarot deck? I'm like, okay, I'm an artist. I, <laughs> I've I, never thought of anything. <laughs> I, like, I, did, I did, in college, I did a Lady of Shalott um, Major Arcana Tarot that was all etched. So oh, it was wow. all, all the Major Arcana. And with combined to the poem and all that, I'm like, yes, I've been thinking about Tarot for a very long time. Weird side note. Yeah. Second time, third time, Lady of Shalot has come up for me today. today? Yeah. Oh. Is that kind of weird? That is, that's a little is weird. Is that a little weird? Three very different. What does it mean? What does it mean? She's watching me from her tower. Tennyson, where are you? <laughs> Drama queen of the 18th century. <laughs> Why? What does it mean? Uh. If it's in the legend of the Arthurian Tarot and the Lady of Shalot is a nine of. Nines are good. Generally speaking. Oh gosh, is it nine of shields? Okay. I don't think it's the nine of swords. Thank God. Could be the nine of swords though. Might be. Oh shit. The anxiety has been also pretty high this week. Yeah. Okay. So well, nine. Anyway, as okay. a nine. A nine. Regardless, we were looking working towards transformation. Yes. And when you think about the Lady of Shalot, is she had a hunch, and she took off without proper planning. Right. She got in her boat. She didn't wear a coat. It was the middle of winter, apparently, and by the time she got down to Camelot, she froze her ass off and died. And when Lancelot saw her, beautiful and saw her, face. yes, what a beautiful face! It's like, bitch, you would have been fine if you just wore a coat <laughs> and grabbed an oar. Planning <laughs> is important, gotcha. and so I think that's what that that card says. Perhaps that is make sure you plan appropriately and wear a coat. I think I have. I mean, it's getting warm here, so the coat's kind of. Oh, yes, I have, I've seen this since it was 50 today. That everyone's that like, it's freaking it's summer. Uh, I don't need a coat. I've yeah. got no sleeves on. I'm like, um, I'm going to still wear my leather coat because. Because <laughs> you're not from this, this I mean, Seattle's, hellscape. Seattle's about, it's been the same temperature, but we don't have snow everywhere. God, it was bad. So I did get up to 80, I think, on Monday. And everybody in Seattle's like, I'm not ready for the summer. Oh, I'm like, God. shut up. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Enjoy it. So. You did the Lady of Shalot Tarot mm -hmm. years ago. Yes. You have... So what, what we've got coming out now yes. is called the Liminal Spirits Oracle. So that is our, our working name. The working title. And so it could change, but knock on wood. I tend to be pretty good about getting my titles and sticking with them. And so it's it brings in some of the concepts of We the Liminal. Like there are, um, there are technically nine groups in this deck. 40, oh. 42 cards. Okay. Eight groups of five, and then two additional cards. Okay. So the ninth group isn't really a full group. They're sort of off on their own. So there's a real structure here. There is a, there's a light structure. And so liminal spirits is dealing with all these different kinds of spirits. So you have tree spirits. You have some plant spirits as in herbal spirits. We have um, furry animals, kind of the four-legged variety of hoofs and hooves and such things. <laughs> hoof and horn, hoof and horn. That's what we're going, hoof and horn. Hoof and horn. Hoof and horn, hoof and horn. All that dies will be reborn. Oh, God. Come on, reclaiming. Welcome, welcome to the 90s again. Oh, um, no, that was 80s. That was the 80s reclaiming. 
That was Starhawk's chant. Yes. Well, there was a, in, in Massachusetts back in the 90s, there was a pagan newsletter called uh. Huff and Horn. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. And we used it in that group in the 90s. Anyway, uh, and so there's a way called a Slytherin scale, and then there are wings, the things that things with wings. There's place, and then there's um, five cards based on rights. Cool. So oh, fun. Yeah, so it's all of these sort of things where you can engage with the spirit of the place and use it as a gateway to engage with that. And then, you know, of course, this could be a deck that could easily have like 100, 200 cards. If you're going to like, I could do all the plants, I can do all the trees, I could do all the animals. But I pick the big ones. I pick the, the witchy ones that I feel are important for my practice and that other people can engage with. Um, like for the, the place, um, you know, something like the ocean, you have the woods, you have the desert, and my editor's like, really? There are witches in the desert? I'm like, well, the desert is a very witchy place into itself. So we might yes. not think of it as our quintessential, like, oh. But for me, especially with all the Saweras, like, I've been going to Arizona since I was very, very wee, and to see those tall sentinel cactuses, you know, cacti. Uh, to see these, you know, big tall sueros, or they're, you know, there's many myths where they're talked about as being ancestors or the spirits mm. and places of, of, you know, things that have happened in the past. And so that you can engage with that as an oracle where you pull it up and you go, okay, why, why is a deer spirit in my life right now? What does a deer spirit bring to me? Uh, or you can use it for spellcraft or for meditation. So it's a really kind of nice, very versatile oracle. Are you doing a, a book with it as well? There will be a little book. Okay. Uh, probably be ten, fifteen thousand words. Okay. I'm trying to keep it on the light side. Uh, yeah. Well, I, th I think that also would kind of fit with your um, style mm -hmm. of keeping it pretty light. Like, here's a deer. You're not going to go into like, here's three paragraphs on what the deer means to these people and these people and these people and these people and this is what it means to me and what does it mean to you? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So giving people a little bit more of a, of a um, what it means to them. The room interpretation and uh, using a lot of it as myth too. It's like here pulling from these myths but often when you go like, like for example the deer woman myth um, and this is a, a painting that I did recently it's part of another series is that she shows up the same character shows up in all these different traditions like throughout North America and some into South America and then you can find very similar ones in like going into Asia and into Africa. It's like there's a character here. There is a an archetype, if you will, mm -hmm. but they're all very still very specific and have their own little this dear woman person that's coming into the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So trying to find that little golden mean between just enough to you mm -hmm. know, get people inspired. Nice. So. It does. It sounds very inspirational and um, very allowing people to connect to it in a, in a deep kind of way. Yeah. Plus, your paintings are always so. I'm assuming it's in your very kind of evocative kind of threads and strands kind of. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, especially with this one, I had a. I feel like, God, is this a trope that I'm like, this is little energy lines moving into here and moving into there. And uh, I talked to the art editor today, um, Laura Staff. I was like, everything okay? She's like, oh my God, it's amazing. It really works together. Yes. Thank and you. I don't want to hear the like, well, you know. We don't like the way that this one moves from here to here. Yeah, yeah. what's going on here? Like, okay, good. It reads. Yeah, you because know, nice. when you're working on something, it's in your head. Well, so people are like, I can't believe how quickly you got this done. This is all I did for about two weeks. Is oh, make wow. these paintings. I, I had the 
beautiful aspiration that perhaps I'll do like two or three of these a week so that by the time I get to, you know, when this project's due, it'll be done. Perfect. No, can't do that. You can't just like wander into the liminal space and pull out a few images and then wander back out. It really designated itself as you're going to have to do this and nothing but this for 10, 12 days. Great. And that's what I did. So I survived. That's really uh, quite an accomplishment, though. That's that's quite intense. Yeah. It <laughs> I was like, what is the outside world after I was done? Yeah. You kind of go, you, you really, well, and I think that fits with that r- uh, real tradition mm-hmm. of, uh, of seers, oracles, t- diviners going into that space and knocking the outside world out yes. to pull this thing out of the ether uh, that in, in a way that only they can. So, yeah. yeah, you did a thing there. Did a thing, and it feels very complete. I nice. don't think I would have been happy. Like, I was when I was really trying to be like, I can just sort of saunter in and saunter out. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed with the art. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't saying the same thing. So, mm-hmm. like, that's it. This is all I'm gonna do. Perfect. So I'm hoping people find it inspirational and exciting. And excellent. Yes, that's that's yeah. super exciting. Uh, did you have you posted any of those pictures there's out to the world? There's a couple little teasers on my Instagram. Okay. My followers on Patreon. Oh. Get to see everything. Nice. Long before it gets published, so it's a great idea for like if you just put a dollar a month, you get to see all the art that no one else gets to see. <laughs> if you get a, if you love me and support me, you get to see some cool stuff. You get to see things. I'll talk to you about things. Yay! So you get first dibs on stuff. It's nice. gonna it's gonna be a solo show in Seattle, uh, in April. Oh, cool! At Mort Lake and Company. Cool. So Seattle also gets to see it first, but Patreon gets to see it earlier. Nice, nice. Excellent. So wh- where was that going to be again for all our Seattle to listeners? Uh, Mort Lake and Company opening on April 4th, if you have time to get this done by then. Girl, I can do anything. You're like, <laughs> bitch, it's magic. Uh, I can type witchcraft. It'll be up for the um, most of April then. Excellent. I'll get this out before the 4th. You yeah. can do the thing. I, I believe in you. Thank you. Oh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so other than your, pa- uh, where can people find your Patreon or your Instagram? What are your handles? What are your... Okay, because I'm a dork, mm-hmm. um, everything is based off of alchemy, which is O-W-L-K-E-Y-M-E. So alchemy is for Patreon. It's also alchemy.com is my website and alchemy.arts on Instagram. Perfect. A- and if you get really lost, you can always go for lauratempestzacroft.com or on Facebook and that will find you the other places. Perfect. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. It's all a series of tubes or something. Yes. <laughs> it's the internets, the interwebs. Yes. Perfect. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? I think we, we have made it. We are here. We are here. Well, I'm no longer here. <laughs> <laughs> we are transcending into another place. Uh, yeah. Um, place called sleep. <laughs> a beautiful thing uh well thank you again so much i am always um humbled and very honored to be in your presence and be able to speak with you and you're a fabulous witch and an amazing artist and i am so excited every time you put something out because it's it's just something you know it's a good thing thank you yeah yeah you did great thank you so much this was a lot of fun yeah it was thanks again (laughs) 
You've been listening to the Arcane Academy. Follow us on Facebook at Magus Books and Herbs or on Twitter at Magus Books. The Arcane Academy podcast does not claim to recommend, diagnose, or treat any disorders or diseases. We are not licensed physicians. The viewpoints discussed are not necessarily held by those of Magus Books and Herbs. If you are having an emergency, please call 911 or seek emergency care as soon as possible. Until next time, thanks for attending the Arcane Academy. Thank you.